so hard for me when people ask me to tell them stories because I've been telling stories on stage for 10 years. Yeah. And it feels like I've already told all the stories. But every time I start to think about all the things that have happened in my life, I realize exactly how many wild and insane things have happened to me. <laughs> like I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, I guess I just really have said yes to life. Like I'm scared of roller coasters and heights and shit. Mm -hmm. But if someone's, if a stranger's like, do you want to go to this trailer party in the middle of the desert? I'm like, sure. Mm. I'm going to learn a lesson. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I think about that trailer. I, I did that once in Wyoming. I worked at Verizon and I wanted to like, I, this guy was so cute. He kept coming in every month to pay his bill. And I was like, I'm going to ask this guy out at some point. And so I was, I was trying to work up the nerve. And this is the line I came up with because like they expect you to go in their account and be like, Oh, I see that you're using blah, blah, blah. And you got to right. pitch some features. Right? right. So I go in his account and I'm like, Oh, I see that you don't have my phone number. Ah! <laughs> He's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, and so he took my phone number. He invites me to a party that night. Okay. But I'm so nervous about impressing him that I get hammered. Mm. I end up having to be driven home by his friends. I barf all over his friend's car. What? I not only barf all over his friend's car, I barf in the corset I was wearing. I literally was trying to be polite because I start barfing. Here's the problem. I said to the guy, I said, pull over. And he goes, you're fine, which uh. his fault. 100% his fault. If somebody says pull over, right. you don't say you're fine. That's your last warning. Yes. <laughs> so I start barfing, but I still don't want to be rude. So I like start barfing into my corset, oh. which is not a good vibe because a corset, I don't you're know if you know. And the structure though is not good for holding liquids. It was a lot like a, a you know, pouring beef stew through a Play-Doh fun set, uh. you know? <laughs> it just wasn't, uh. it wasn't working to capture the, um, the, the, you know, is this a good podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going excellent. Just I'm getting a mental image now. Just throw it's, up it's so pieces bad. all in your shit. Well, and I'm like, I'm so, I'm blacking out. I'm in and out of consciousness. I wake up. This is the first thing I remembered the next morning is waking up underneath a freeway overpass. I'm like literally wet from my neck to my knees. What? There's a jacket over me and there's just four dudes standing over me looking what? down at me. Wait a minute. What city is this? Where are you at? Laramie, Wyoming. Oh my God. I know. So it's, it's a blessing you're still here. I dude. know. It's not even like it's a city. It right. was like they could have murdered me and people wow. wouldn't have found out for months. Wow. Like seriously, the most insane thing that's ever happened to me. And when I finally realized is they were the friends of the guy that I was, it, it was fine. And they had gotten in my phone and figured out who my friends were and called my friends to come get wow. me. So they had done the right thing. So but still are gents. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it could have gone very wrong for yeah, me. It could have been a lifetime movie here. That's what oh. I mean, though. I have so many stories because of that shit. I do shit like that. Wow. Were you doing comedy at this time? No. Wow. I was 18 years old Damn. when this happened. This is what I wanted to know, though. What the hell was Jocelyn doing before even comedy came around? I wanted to do comedy my whole life. Okay. I, I didn't really, it, because I'm from a small town, truthfully. Which, which is where? Fallon, Nevada. Fallon, Nevada. Yeah. For all of our listeners, please tell us they what know, the hell. They know where this is. It's so popular. Uh, huge leukemia um, rates. Wow. But <laughs> Random, okay. <laughs> That's all we have. We have horrible leukemia rates. Uh, we have that one time uh, parts of Top Gun were filmed there. Okay. And Stephen okay. King drove through there one time. Okay. Hey. And we're 60 miles east of Reno, if you're wondering gotcha, where Gotcha, gotcha, okay, gotcha. Well, that's why I grew up, I grew up in a really small town, and I was like, a, you know, a nerd. I was voted most likely to cure cancer in high school. Damn. Like, 
I was a nerd and wow. I still am a nerd, but I always wanted to do stand up. It just seems so far fetched for a small town kid, yeah. you know? Like, you don't really understand. Like, in my head, you sort of had to like live in Hollywood your whole life to be in entertainment. Yeah. I was just some small town kid. I was just going to watch, you know? I did community theater. I thought that was as, you know, famous okay. as I was going to get. Nice. You know? What mode, what inspired you to even do comedy? You just thought you were funny and you were like, hey, I could probably do this. In the seventh grade, I, uh, my mom, actually, I have to thank because in the seventh grade, I saw a flyer. It was in the middle school and it was for Annie auditions. Oh, okay. And I come home from school that day and I say to my mom, I say, they're doing auditions for Annie at school. And she said, okay, well, you're auditioning. And I said, why? I said, I don't want to audition. And she goes, well, you brought it up. Mm. So you obviously are interested in auditioning. Yeah. And she said, and what's the worst going to happen? You don't get in the play, then you don't have to do it. Right. And... I'm so grateful for that because yeah. the minute I got on stage, I was a different person. Wow. It was the first time I ever felt comfortable in my skin. Wow. And the, my audition, like I have like a, a cheesy life story in a lot of ways. Like the way I lost my virginity is very cheesy and all American. Oh, I like, want to hear about that. Why didn't we start with that story? What was this? Oh, wait a minute. We did this backwards. It's reverse. Let's bring it back. It's really not that interesting. It's just the boy and I had a crush on each other our whole lives back and forth. And then he moved. What was his name? John. I want details. Shout out to John. Ah, uh, here. Okay. He's okay. He's, okay. He was all right. Okay, continue. I mean, Y'all were boyfriend and girlfriend? We were not. Oh, No, okay. he was visiting, and uh, he had moved away, and he was visiting, okay. and I was raised on American Pie, so I was actively yeah. trying to lose my virginity all of <laughs> yeah. high school. I thought that was the point of high school. Oh. <laughs> let me write fuck. this note down. Don't let your daughter watch American <laughs> Don't. Pie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't. <laughs> no, because after I watched the Tara Reid scene, I was like, well, I want some of that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I was just out looking for it. <laughs> but him and I just always had crushes on each other. And he, he had moved away. He came back. And we're making out one night. And... Okay, but I act like it's not a story, but it's kind of a story because yeah. my best friend was asleep at the foot of the bed when it happened. Okay, who's his best friend? <laughs> my my best friend from high school, Sarah. She okay, was, I was thinking it was another dude. No. Okay. Shout out to Sarah. All right, Sarah. No, <laughs> Sarah, she was asleep at the floor. She slept on the floor because she knew he was going to sneak in to, so we could hook up. Uh -huh. She didn't know we were going to have sex, obviously. Right. I didn't know we were going to have sex. But we, John knew y'all was finna get it. He, he uh, coincidentally had a condom. Uh -huh. so. <laughs> Ain't it funny how we just be ready, fellas? <laughs> he was just ready to go. But the best part is that Sarah is a horrible sleep talker and sleepwalker. Oh, no. So in the middle of me losing my virginity, my best friend jumped up, grabbed both of our legs, and just screamed gibberish. And she had our legs like what? this. So she was laying on the the foot of the bed on the floor and she jumps up, grabs both of our ankles like this. What kind of hater and she's, is that? She's screaming. Well, she's asleep. She's wow. screaming gibberish in her sleep and then she just lets go and goes right back to sleep. And does John keep pumping away? Or well, I used to tell a joke. I used to tell a joke about it that it gave me a weird kink because I only like to have sex with dudes who are scared now because uh, when, when he scared her, it like filled his dick full of blood. So uh -huh. like, Fear, fellas. <laughs> fear is the answer. <laughs> Not those gas station pills. It's fear. It's definitely not gas station pills. That's wild to me, man. Don't it's wild them. to me. But yeah, I just, I, I'm accident prone. I always end up in the wrong place. I say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Wow. If I wasn't going to end up in comedy, I, I don't know. I would wow. be some, 
casino waitress smoking <laughs> Virginia Slims and cracking jokes all the patrons and cigarette <laughs> yeah. smoke, Marlboro yeah. smoke. Hey, yeah. Hello. Oh no, my voice would sound like this. Wow. Okay, so you have a theater background because mm-hmm. I started in theater too before I even knew comedy. Yeah. I knew I was kind of funny. I was kind of nerdy too. Yeah, I, was I thought I was going to go for shit. Broadway. Honestly, I thought I was going to do Broadway. Uh, I was shit. all about it. Okay, so I did theater and stuff too. Moved to New York and I started comedy. Did open mic. How did you stumble into that first comedy stage and decide to? I'm gonna get on stage and do comedy because that's a different boat. It's just you. You know Bobby Stotts? Sounds familiar. Bobby He's a Stotts. local comic mm. and we met on Plenty of Fish. Yeah. And we met on Plenty of Fish. We go on it was like at first one of the first people I met when I moved to Vegas. Okay. I just I started online dating. What prompted f- that by the way? Moving to Vegas? Yeah, I mean, a small town girl. Was that your I way to bo- step onto your? I was borderline homeless at the time, and oh, my shit. family all had moved here, so I had opportunity to have you know a roof over my head and support. Gotcha. So you know, I was quite the degenerate. Gotcha. You know, not that I'm not now. <laughs> I just am saying that I was more of one. Gotcha. Right. More <laughs> similar. I was to a degenerate you. who couldn't pay rent before. Gotcha. To be honest, I still can't pay rent, but yeah. my husband can. And nice. that's the important Shout thing. Shout out to the husband. <laughs> Someone What's... knows how to pay the rent. Right. <laughs> no, he's the best. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I I met a comic on a, and we went on a date. And, I, and we just hung out a few times. So it ended up that Las Vegas local comics were my first friends in Vegas. Interesting. And of course, I get drunk one night and I, I'm at the time I'm dating a comic. So the, the funny thing about my origin story is I was a comic's girlfriend before I was a comic. Ah, wow. Yeah. So everybody watched you from just being hi how's it going nice to meet you yeah to the next moment you're on stage you yeah yeah, wow. yeah well and they were really supportive you know they put angie crumb and okay. kevin winnie and robbie combers they all really pushed me and uh they put me on stage and it was really addicting i was instantly like oh yeah this is exactly what i thought it was going to be and that's exactly <laughs> what i want to do yeah and it didn't stop i did that first set and i was trying to get on stage as many times it's like, like a drug yeah, yeah. and Need now more. Now yeah. it's all I can think about, you know? My yeah. entire life was set up around me trying to do more stand-up and come up with new bits. And yeah. I just like making people laugh, to be frank, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's how my family and I process everything is laughter. Yeah. We're, we're a big, loud family of big people, and, nice. we, and we cut it up, and we roast each other, and yeah. We, yeah. we tell stories and stuff, and, we're, and you know, we laugh till we piss our pants. And that's like how we process emotions and... I don't know. I find the energy exchange of doing stand up between a crowd and you when it's just right and you just, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's something that connection so. It's powerful. It's super powerful. Right. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. human and it's really fun. And uh, I also just like to talk shit, you know? Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. makes me laugh. Hell yeah. It's an outlet, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit before we got started about therapy. Yeah. But for, before we actually got into therapy, comedy was our therapy. Comedy has yeah. been our therapy. It'll always be, but obviously sometimes we still need additional therapy because a lot of it. we're required to be funny all the time, to deal with life and still go up there and do what we need to do. And I know how, you know, emotionally draining that can even be sometimes for me. You know, we put ourselves out there so much. When yeah. we get home, it's just us. You know? And honestly, I gave up on that. I, I'm in this new phase of my life where my, you know, I'm really putting myself out there on social media to try and make my career move to the next level. But what I decided is I was just going to be myself. I didn't yeah. have to be funny in everything I made. I, right. I could just be who I was. Right. And fortunately, it's like kind of working out in a really fun and interesting way. So, and what I found is that even if people are coming to me for my makeup content, they still want to see me do stand up. Right. 
People support you. Exactly. You know, this is a whole message right here. So uh, to all the comics that are paying attention to this, that's I think she hit on an important subject about just doing, staying true to yourself. Yeah. Because when this viral stuff took off, everybody was doing all this stuff and pranks and stuff to be famous. But it's like, is this something you can be consistent with? Is this something that's true to you? Is this something that you can, you know? No, not feel like you know you it have to put bring a face you on joy too. Like I right. think if you make something, you put it out there. It should be for joy. If you're doing it to just like take energy from other people, yeah. I think it gets like to be this really toxic cycle that's draining on your mental capacity. Right. It's draining on other people's mental capacity. Whereas if you're just your fucking self, and like, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? People don't want to be themselves online, and I had to process this shit myself because I had a few videos get like two, three million views, okay, and I okay. and I was seeing the influx of the kind of feedback I could get. Mm. And I had to really deal with the fact that like, oh, I don't care what those people think. Like I don't, when somebody comments something mean or nasty, I don't care. It used to hurt my feelings. Now it just pisses me off. Because here's the thing, in my fucking opinion, and I'm going to say this to the camera, you don't deserve to fucking speak to me. If you're the kind of garbage (laughs) human being who trolls other people online just to get a reaction, you are so fucking uninteresting and disgusting. Ugh. What a, like literally, I don't understand that thought process. Like you can, you can participate in so many things joyfully. There's this like toxic, especially in comedy, there's this toxic, toxic message that everything has to be enjoyed negatively. You can't mm. enjoy anything sincerely. You can't you can't be human in a lot of cases. You yeah. know, you just have to be this impenetrable force of hilarity. Right. When in reality we're all fucking humans and I don't think that that's how it works. I think that you know what makes us all good comics is that we're full of pain and heartbreak and all other yeah. shit. It's not yeah. it's not just the funny shit that right. makes us funny. You got to take take us as we are. This mm-hmm. is me. You're going to yeah. get that side of me for sure. But I'm also dealing with all this other shit. And, you know, we throw it on a lot of it on stage too. That's what I like about comics that we're willing to be vulnerable when a lot of people don't know how. So, in a way, we're speaking as we're vulnerable with people for up for a lot of people too that are struggling in a, in a lot of the same ways. Truthfully, the pandemic changed my life. I got really spiritual. I got back to my roots and I. I spent a lot of time with myself and in therapy and talking to the people closest to me. And my life is different. I'm a different person now because yeah. every second of every day, I remember in a joyful way that I'm going to die. Mm. And remembering in a joyful way that you're going to die drives your life in a whole different perspective. If you remember in a fearful way that you're going to die, it feels so much different. But if you start to remember, I have such a limited time to enjoy this. Yeah. It's yeah. a different vibe, yeah, you know, and sure. that's really what I've been driving my life with these days. And even the hardest days are no longer hard yeah. because I can still smile knowing I'm going to die. And I know yeah. that sounds weird, but I know it a little makes word, sense. Just a little bit, just a little you bit, know? Little, yeah, but it's true. And, and I live by something similar to that, not in that context, but just embrace the process. Yeah. Like your process of life. There's going to be those downfalls. There's going to be those moments, but just embrace that shit. Live in slow motion because- you know, it's inevitable that we won't be here forever, but also we won't be able to enjoy how easy it is to just get through the grocery store and come sit down and do a podcast. Because if we become famous at some point, these little things that we took for granted, you know what I mean? We won't necessarily have the same opportunities to live with. Well, them, and you know? I think that especially in America, people take a lot of things for granted. They take their physical and mental safety for granted. Oh, they yeah. take their, their autonomy for granted. They take their rights for granted. Yeah. And when you are living in this constant struggle of trying to like be happy. Like until you really face the fact that the world is full of suffering and darkness and we have to create joy, like 
that changed my life, man. And it sounds like such a depressing, dark thought, but mm -hmm. it was really liberating yeah. because it, it allowed me to release the shame of being like, well, how can I be so happy when so many people are suffering? Mm -hmm. You know, between Syria and Ukraine, I mean, it's just one thing after another in my lifetime since 9-11. You know, I watched 9-11 yeah. when I was 12 years old. Yeah. And since then, I've just been watching suffering after suffering after suffering, just like, just wanting to be a yuck -em up clown and feeling guilty about it. Yeah. You know, because I felt like I should be doing more. Yeah. And what I really had to like accept is that part of what I can do is be really vocal and really fucking grateful for my privileged position. For sure. You know, own up to whatever shit I can do, own up to whatever privilege, own up to whatever prejudice and 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 practice it outwardly. Man, it changed my life. Is this supposed to be funny? I don't it's know. Perception. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's real shit. It's 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 real shit at the end of the day. So I also I also had to touch on the fact that, you know, coming from LA, you perform all over, of course. How long have you been doing comedy, by the way, before I go to the next one? Well, uh, I'm a born and bred Vegas comic. I've never okay. left. Okay. I started comedy in Vegas. I started on Charleston and Decatur at, okay. a, at a bar called Meatheads that no longer exists. Wow. And I- When was that? Uh, 10 years ago. Wow. It was 10 years ago, January oh, of this cheers. year. It's like my 10 year, your 10th year too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of decades. Yeah, I know. It's so uh, so interesting when you hit that. But the point I wanted to get to before I forget is, you know, obviously I think the the, the comedy industry is a male dominated industry, yeah. unfortunately, right? Um, but there are some women who kill it that do well. And you're you're an awesome comic, but how is it as a female in this kind of industry? Obviously, it has its you know positives, it's, but it's I'm awful. sure there's some shit too. It's yeah. awful. It's yeah. it's incredibly awful. I am I I'm one of my privileges is that I'm a big fucking scary woman. Mm. So. Men think they can push me around until I raise my voice or I match energy. Mm. But there's a lot of women in comedy who are not big, scary women like me, yeah. who I watch get pushed around, not only by producers and bookers, but by their peers. Mm. And I am, you know, I'm saying I can say a lot of controversial things on this podcast, <laughs> but 2020 year is the year of the bitch for me. Embrace your fucking cunt because it's, it's no longer about politeness. Yeah. You know, it, there's this, we are fed this garbage, especially as women, that we have to be quiet and demure and nice to be valid women. Mm. When in in reality, women are fierce and violent and angry mm -hmm. and chaotic and mm -hmm. powerful. And, and think of every god, goddess and every story and history right. of women and think of how fucking insane, Joan of Arc and these insane women mm -hmm. who are willing to go to extreme lengths. So you have that inside of you. And yeah. so I'm just like in this place where... I'm not putting up with it anymore. Right. If I lose a gig because I stand up for myself, then I lose a gig because I stand Fuck up for gig. myself. Fuck that gig. Right. One right. mic one mic will not make or break right. me. Listen up, ladies. You don't have to take that shit, be no. disrespected, get pushed over. So I think that's a that's a powerful statement. Shout out to Sam Talent. You know, he he really one time I was talking to him about something and he really like cornered me and he was like, You don't have to take shit from people mm. just because you want them to like you. Mm. And that shit that shit needs to be on a t-shirt. I like Ooh, that. That shit hit me hard, you know, because yeah. as a comic, you you interact with audience members. I mean, Kelsey saw me like literally run from an audience member at the what? last show because what? I just didn't want to interact with what? him. What? Because I'm so used to that man. I know him so well. Yeah. I know what he's gonna say to me. He's gonna say a bunch of misogynistic sexist shit. Yeah. He's gonna expect me to think he's charming. Yeah. Everything in him thinks. I should find him charming. Right. He cannot accept the fact that I roasted his ass from the stage. <laughs> you know, so it's like, 
I have just experienced that so much over and over and over again. You don't even want to deal with this shit. No, and <laughs> and then once I liberate got liberated of that, I realized, oh, I don't even want these people to be my fans anyway. Like mm. that was the unlock. Like I'm really trying to connect with like-minded people, right? So right. why am I trying to get everyone to like me? Like, let's not do that anymore, Jocelyn. Let's let's move into a place where I'm more interested in connecting with people who I vibe with. Mm-hmm. And fuck it, who likes me, you yeah, know? Yeah. Which is easier said than done. It make it sound like it's so easy. It's not. You know, it's a work in progress every day, but... No, I think that's a, that's a good point, though, too. It's like you're going to curate your own organic fan base of people who fuck with you. Well, it was it was keeping me it, it was keeping me from putting myself out there as a comic. Honestly, my insecurities, my my want to have everyone like me, mm. my my knowledge of the people who don't like me, you know, and it, it just again. It's tough. It's a clicky it's industry tough. too. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, tough. Yeah. And yeah. and unfortunately, the thing is, is I would be lying if I said I didn't want comics to like me. If I didn't want comics to think, especially comics I think are funny, yeah. you know, that's there's nothing better than when a comic you respect and thinks is funny thinks you're funny, but. I don't know. I just had to get to this place where it's like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like yeah. I've sacrificed a lot. Right. This is my dream. Right. At some point I have to like give myself the gift of just putting myself out there and not giving a fuck what people think. At the end of the day. You know, it's hard. <laughs> it's right. hard, but you got to do it. For sure. You, you got to do it. Has there been any moment in this 10 year career that you felt like, hell yeah, like this is this is the moment I've been waiting for. Have you had any moment, what would you say your highest moment is? Like a specific stage, a specific, you know, environment you you walked into where you were like, oh shit, I might be, I might be kind of popping right now. This is a I, you know, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound kind of arrogant, but I've had a lot. Ooh. I've been very privileged in my, yeah. you know, it started three years into comedy. I got to do a sold out main room comedy store show. Okay. Nobody on that lineup, but where was this in LA? In LA, oh yeah, at the dope, comedy store. Dope, so dope, dope. yeah, and in the main in, room. In the main room, that's fire. That's biggest fire. comics in yeah. the world. Yeah. Me, nice. in, in the front. Nice. I had no business being there, but it was such a you know amazing experience for me, and it was a really good learning lesson for me because I was too shy to talk to anyone. I could barely handle the you know the pressure of it. Like I just yeah. was you know kind of shaking in my boots. But yeah. it was a brilliant experience. I got to audition for NBC for Stand Up NBC. Okay, you know nice. I got to. I have stuff that I just did that I can't talk about because yeah. I signed an NDA. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hot shit. Shit you can't even talk about. I was like, well, I would tell you, but, but I right would get. In trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of moments in my career that have really meant a lot to me, you know, but it's every set does yeah. every set. There's so, especially the good ones. Every set, there's something that's just so special and fun and a moment that can never be taken away right. at the show in Denver. I posted this clip on my TikTok of this guy spitting all over me to spit what? take to one of my jokes. Spit he's, like accidentally. He's laughing. laughing. Oh mm. shit. And he spits all and Damn. he's front row. No mask. No mask. <laughs> front row. And you just see the spit. And, oh, I, and listen, I'm telling you, Charlie, shower. I can hear it hit my shirt. Oh, what? And there's this just beautiful organic moment where him and I are <laughs> laughing and we're having this interaction in front of the crowd. And it's like, there's what other job would that happen at? Right. You know, what what other job? Would I get to make fun of a guy who accidentally spit on me and then and try and make him let me spit in his mouth? Yeah. You know, Wait, is that where that went? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. payback. No, I did. I was joking, but I don't know. I'm just feeling very grateful. Obviously, dope, dope, you dope. know. So it's been a lot of moments. There's been a lot of moments in my career. I'm very fortunate. A lot yeah. of cities are really kind to me. Nice. I and you book your own shows. Or do you I have book all my own stuff. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Uh, nobody is interested in. in 
investing in this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> right, I got this. I got yeah. it. I got it. Okay, so obviously as, as a comic and as a working comic, you've been in the game for a while, you get those high moments, but have there been any low moments where you was like, man, fuck this, I don't even know. Because I know even personally, throughout this 10 years, there's been moments that I've said, man, I don't even know if I can do this shit anymore. A you know lot. what I mean? You you get out of it the next day after you fucking eat a sandwich or some oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Literally <laughs> the minute my hand touches the microphone, I'm right, like, this is where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But have there been any of those moments where you've felt like giving up or you bombed so bad where it's like, oh, fuck. Like. Yeah, man. It's hard, you know, because <laughs> you bomb all the time. Yeah. If you're any good and you're taking yeah. risks, personally, that's how I feel. You know, if you're if you're doing great every set, I mean, you, you can do well. Don't get me sure. wrong, but you should bomb a little. Yeah. You should take a few risks. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how I have fun doing yeah. stand up is like riffing and getting a good new tag or yeah. like, you know, Especially at Laugh After Dark, you know, like there's so many interesting interactions with with the crowd there because of the different energies in the room. Yeah, it, it's just if you're bombing, it's even still kind of fun. It is, it is, it is. Because <laughs> everybody's know? just jumped into your world. They're just so. vibing, you know. So yeah. <laughs> the low moment, the low moments, though, all are kind of like my own ego shit. Where like a comic I thought was my friend really wasn't. Yeah. You know, you see people stop rooting for you. You know how mm -hmm. that goes. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And you you just have to wake up one day and realize that person doesn't really root for you. And and not that every one of your friends has got to root for you, but every one of your friends has got to root for you. And yeah. that's kind of a core belief of mine. I don't really have anyone in my friend group who we're not trying to and we're honest with each other. We help each other, but we're still we're we're here to hype each other up. You right. know, that's the point. Right. And uh yeah, so the low moment, the low moments are just all kind of petty shit. To yeah. be to be frank, because what I did is I let it before I let it get in my head. I let yeah. it be about my talent as a comic. I let it be reflective of my self worth, yeah. and I forgot that like it, it's all subjective, man. Yeah, like really everybody is. thinks they know who's the best and who and how to do it and this and that and like. We all just kind of know what works for us, and it's like masturbation. You know, that's the old saying: comedy is like masturbation. You got to figure it out. You know, I don't, I don't know if I've heard that. We gotta it's figure the old it out. saying your grandma didn't tell you. <laughs> Comedy's kind of like masturbation. You just keep on going till eventually you figure it out. Listen, if you've seen my stand up, you know I have one thing on my brain. And, right. and I, it's sex. <laughs> it's sex. It's sex. It, uh, frankly, it's. Uh, how, how is that anyway, by the way? As a female, you're very outspoken. Yeah. You put it all on stage, you don't hold back. And that's one of the things I love about you the best, actually, by the way. Yeah. But Thanks. again, you get creeps who run up to you after oh, the yeah. show, comics who got something to say about it. Does that sometimes make you want to change your material and let off? Are you just kind of. Do you like, know what blows nah. my mind is it, yeah. comics will out themselves from being misogynist and sexist and prejudiced <laughs> quicker than any other group of people. Like, yeah. comics will try and burn me by saying shit like, you're just a wannabe Amy Schumer. You're a wannabe... I'm like, uh, oh, I'm a wannabe one of the most powerful women and funny comedians in the world. Right. One of the most influential female comics right. to... Regardless of what you think of her. Right. You know, they'll be like, oh, you're just a knockoff Whitney Cummings. Lord. Again, here's my problem with that thought process is people don't see the misogyny in this idea that uh, if a woman talks about sex, it's somehow off limits because another female comic talked right, about it. And this, right. this top, this honestly, this subject has been talked to death because everybody sees it, yep. but there's still comedy is 15 years behind, you know, mm -hmm. there's still bookers that are like, when are you going to get on the tonight show? You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, right. I know you live in Poughkeepsie, but <laughs> right. you know, we don't do that anymore. So yeah. I, it's, I don't know. It, I, I want to say that being a female is hard, but I feel like if you can, 
be outspoken and you can defend yourself yeah. and you surround yourself with really good people, yeah. especially if you can get a good big dudes on your side. Yeah. That always helps. You know, uh, well, you're going to be husband fine. Like you got too. Yeah. yeah. My, my husband's super supportive. You yeah. know, he's always had my back and yeah. he's always the one who reminds me that like, I'm not in this to please this comic or Come that comic. Or Shout that out to comic. the hubby. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, he just reminds me that this is my dream and yeah. you know, and like I remind myself that and, it's hard though. It's yeah. fucking hard, yeah, man. Because well, we are all in our own heads. I'm a cancer too by nature, so I'm yeah. sensitive already. I'm a that, Pisces, so I'm literally sitting here like, how long have I been talking about emotions? Oh my god, this is too long. <laughs> we Jocelyn. can do the whole show about emotions. It's a Pisces new moon, you guys. Forgive me. Forgive right, me. I'm feeling very episode. emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out. This is, this is this is the place to do it. But yeah, I just uh, you know you you keep bringing up the female and comedy thing, which is funny because I feel like I kind of feel like a harpy sometimes because I feel like I'm always talking about it. Yeah. But to be frank, I'm I'm going to right now in this moment say I'm going to release that because yeah. it, it's true. I am always talking about it because it's an experience, you know. I still have bookers talking about what I wear. What? You know? What? Yeah. That's a thing? That's a thing. You know, telling me I dress too sexy. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think it's because I'm fat. I think it's more fat phobia than sexism. <laughs> That's crazy. Because they don't say that to the hot chicks right. who wear like, you know, short shorts and knee yeah, high boots. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I got cellulite, so they're like, this is too sexy. That's wild. <laughs> you know? Oh, fuck. Oh, that's I don't understand it. And, you know, you you have to deal with a lot of shit. Like, uh, what blows my mind is is because of... I'm not for everyone's stand-up rise. I get that. Yeah. And I don't expect to be... I can go a little hard in the paint, yeah. as they say. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going hard in the paint yeah. recently... And you do be going hard in the paint. I do be going hard in the paint. <laughs> and the comic that I was featuring for in Colorado, mm. this is how he starts his set after me. He goes, well, if you like that, you're not going to like me because I'm nothing like her. I'm not dirty like her. Wow. 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 I mean, I literally have never felt, number one, so dismissed in my life. Right. This comic has been on television. Wow. Third of all, do your fucking jokes, bro. Yeah, what is Just all that about? Just do your jokes. Right. But I have I have noticed that comics are more often than not going to comment on a female comic set before them yeah. than a male comics. Yeah. Especially yeah. if she talks about sex. Mm. I mean, I literally had a comic recently at a comedy club go up after me and say, that chick sure thinks about sex a lot. It's like, I'm sorry you suck at fucking and all right. the chicks you're around are like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't like sex. Right, right. We all think about sex a exactly. lot, you fucking weirdo. What are exactly. you talking about? Exactly. I think a lot of men have an issue with it or are not used to hearing women be as outspoken. But that's why I've also said a long time, because I have a lot of female friends that are comics in the industry, it's like impossible. I don't, I don't see how it's even possible for a female comedian to be with a man who isn't confident, who isn't secure, who isn't you know sure of himself. Because that's who you usually see on stage that's talking that shit. It's somebody who's insecure in themselves, in their manhood, maybe in their jokes. Well, so they how go to insecure places. do you have to be to go on stage and be like, well, I need to warn the audience that even though they had such a great time with right, her. Right, right. And what a horrible, <laughs> it's such horrible performance to me yeah. because you don't ever want to draw attention to the difference between you and someone else right. if that's what you're trying to avoid. Right. It doesn't make any sense to it's me. It's addressing the elephant in the room. Exactly. Yeah, Is yeah. that a fat joke, Charlie? No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. Delete that part. We just cut that. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> Leave it in. I'm gonna no, can- but you know what? I'm going to cancel Charlie. It, so it's I a, get it's a funny point that you say that, though, because you killed Laugh After Dark stage, right? You were on stage. Well, what show was this? It was maybe like the, the last show that you did. Yeah. And the comic that was supposed to go for you, which I don't remember who, I'm not even going to say the name, Yeah. but they were like, oh, fuck. 
Because you out there slaying, they're like, all right, shit, um, all right. And they start to sweat it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you handle that? How do you dive in that? What if you're not as funny? And again, for some guys' ego, it's like, well, shit, now if I go out there and take this L after she slayed it, it's a harder L to take. Just like if me and you went to the basketball court and you fucking... You know, dunk on me and somebody like, oh shit! <laughs> what happened? That's for a bit. They, they see Don't get me wrong. Else. You have to have nuts. Of, you have to have nuts of steel to do stand up. Yeah. Number one, you yeah. have to have nuts of titanium to yeah. go up after someone crushes right. and reset the room to your energy. Right. That's really hard, yeah. and it's something I've worked really hard to get really good at. I even yeah. one time I did a show in Orange County, and uh, shout out to Matt. Uh, yeah. He does a shit ton of shows in Orange County. Go to the clubhouse on Tuesdays. Nice. But it. We do this show, and he talked to me. The guy before me, murdered. Like, when I say murdered, like, yeah. it was a bloodbath, dude. Yeah. And this was a packed house, low wow. ceilings, little taco place, wow. murdering. Yeah. And I just enjoyed his set. I yeah. just decided I wasn't going to think about my set. Right. I was just going to be present, enjoy a set. I enjoyed a set. I went up, and I just actively thought, I said, okay, Jocelyn, you've been trying to learn this lesson for a lot of years. Right. Just start in your energy. Right. Don't try and match his energy. Don't try and do what he did. Right. Just do your thing. Focus on you. Do you. And, the, you know, there was a little chatter and, they, and it took them, a, and, you know, it kind of took the energy aside. But once they set to me, right. they were set. Right. And I had so much fun with them, you yeah. know? So it's like, it takes a lot of balls to, yeah. to, to not go up and say, so I'm not saying I don't have compassion for their fear. I understand it as a performer. You look at someone murdering and you go up right. and I will write jokes to like, I'll tag on people's sets or I'll say something. I'll make fun of myself. You know, if it's like a really small girl, I'll be like, do you guys think it was the same comic twice? You know, right. things like that right. just right. to like break the tension, yeah. you know, I'll make throwaway jokes like that. Right. But so I get it. I get the fear of being like, well, they connected with this person. Are they going to connect right, with me? Right. You know, it's like seeing your it's boyfriend like an Instagram picture. You're yeah. like, well, if you like her, what? how can you like me? Right. Is we like both. Is this relatable? Right. Am I the only one? <laughs> no, straight up. That's why it's possible to, to, to like. But that that's the clear point. It's possible to like more than one person. People have a one really people have a really hard time conceptualizing <laughs> that two things can be true at once. Right. People have a really right. hard time. Right. They cannot swallow it. They don't know how to. My t so I do a, a few different types of content on TikTok. Obviously stand yeah, up. Talk to us about that. that's what I want to get to next. I yes, do please. cooking. I do. Um, What's your favorite thing to cook? Comfort food is my main. Ugh. That's my jam. I cook comfort food. I cook like mashed potatoes and gravy and roast, uh, uh. Ba breakfast bagels. Mm. You know, like biscuits and gravy. Mm. Like I just like to make. We're gonna do the next episode with you. <laughs> I'm down. I will cook. We'll eat. Okay, we'll cool. get high. We'll get. We'll hell eat yeah, hell yeah. It's actually my best friend and I's favorite thing to do. You know, when she's had a hard time, we'll we'll meet up. We'll spend a whole day just getting stoned, and I'll make um, my famous sriracha bacon mac and cheese, and we'll oh. just. Literally be stoned out of our minds eating Ooh. sriracha mac and cheese, and we'll, we'll both yeah. like you know pass out on my couch. Hell it's the yeah. best day. Sounds like the best day ever. Mm. How else would you rather spend an off day? That's it. Right so my point in the in the two people not or people not being able to I spit everywhere. Shout out to Troy spitting on me in Denver. <laughs> so I, just keeping it, it going. Contagious. <laughs> Literally. I noticed that <laughs> seriously. I did. I do these transition videos, you know, where I go from looking like busted or like no makeup, and then I go from like go, to be very glamorous, right? Yeah, yeah. People will comment just so you know you're beautiful before and after. <laughs> yeah. 
Nope, I didn't say I wasn't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it Thanks always blows my mind. I'm like, uh, I always just say thank you because yeah. I understand that that's, that's truthfully that's a reflection of their own insecurity, yeah, you know, sure. than anything. But it's that t- they cannot. People don't know how to conceptualize right. that two things can be true at once. Right. Right. That I can both like wearing makeup and glamorizing myself, but also like myself without makeup. Yeah. They can't conceptualize right. it. Right, right, right. Like at all. Like they don't understand. And they'll tell me things like, <laughs> girls will comment, you looked better without makeup. What? You think that's why I put, you think that's why I spent three hours on my face? Right. Is to, to be like, what? I wonder what pe- if people think I look better before or after. I didn't ask, bitch. Right. right I'm right. here for you look great. Right. I like you a lot. Right. You know, some, I, I keep some of the funnier, creepier commenters around just because they entertain me. Yeah. There's mommy guy. Shout out to mommy guy. He just calls me mommy on every video, and yeah. uh, it entertains me. Nice. He's quite- I'm sure you get some creepers on your uh, oh, yeah. page, too. That's oh, the yeah. thing. I, that's the thing I'm scared about going viral. You're going to get the, the the booty calls, right? You're going to get all the thirst. You're going to get- And this is like a husband's nightmare, too. It's like, oh, man, my girl's getting a thirst trap. Like, you got you to you gotta be strong and confident, like I always said. Listen, I told my husband a long time ago, <laughs> I said, I'm hot and charming if you can't handle it. <laughs> right, right. Let me know now. Yeah, because I can't help it. You right, know, people be right. people have been in my DMs when I was busted and had a unibrow. So, <laughs> yeah. listen, like right. even at the glow up, it's gonna happen. Right. And I, it's not like I'm I'm always talking about my husband. Anyways, it's yeah. all my stand ups about our marriage. It's right. not like I hide it or anything. Right. But people, people still don't care. Right. They don't give a shit. No, right. and it makes me laugh. It truthfully, if they're respectful yeah. and they're not saying wild shit, like right. literally, the mommy guy will just say hi, mommy guy back, mommy, wow. <laughs> mommy, mommy. Whoa. He, he might have a little fetish there. He, no, he does. Wow. It's only on the videos where my boobs are out. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to the mommy guy. His mouth is watering and watching I, this shit. Then I posted a basically like a meme making a joke about like, I wish I had a time machine to go back and take back all the men I had begged not to break up with me who never made me nut. Damn shit. Like the amount of men who never made me come who I was like, please don't leave. You know, it's like, I wish I could go back in time and be like, girl, you know, like you don't need him. That's been a big discussion I hear so often. Like women are not being pleased and not able to get there and these men and y'all just gotta deal with that shit. But a lot of women now are not taking that shit no more. Like if you're not pleasing me, like you need to get the fuck on. Yeah, a lot of women are going no (laughs) penetration before orgasm. Oh shit, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. No penetration before. That means we have to make you O uh-huh. before we can go. Uh-huh. Whoa. Sounds yeah. like a full-time job there. That means we got to get to work. That means we got to use this up here. Yeah, my husband <laughs> went to Texas for two weeks for a reason. He needed a break. <laughs> oh, shit. He needed a little time to regather himself out there. Right? You know, the statistics, though. And here's right. the fucked up thing that people also don't understand about me is like, yes, yeah. I think about sex a lot. But yeah. I also grew up in a really religiously conservative county mm. in Nevada. I had limited access to information. My mom was really open, but also really closed because she Mm. was Catholic, but liberal. So she would talk to me about it, but also not give details. And it wasn't something you talk. I mean, I couldn't even like walk around with my bra off. She thought that was inappropriate, you know? So like there was some weird Puritan things happening. And so when I took sex ed, I became fascinated with mm. the science behind sex. Mm. And my my sex ed teacher was a virgin. So I got a lot of bad science. You know, I used to tell a joke like about it overs. because it doesn't make any sense. Like that feels like it feels like a mechanic who can't drive. Like yeah. I don't understand. Right? Why are you <laughs> like, teaching us workshop? You're, 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 and I'll <laughs> never forget. She said, "I don't." She miss- could have been lying to you very much. Oh so too, with no, the kids. she was a virgin. <laughs> she said, "This is how I know." She said in the middle of class, and a few of us looked, peeked around at each other when she said it because we were like, "What the fuck?" She goes, "I don't see why everyone loves orgasming so much. It's just a muscle contraction." 
Mm. And I was like, this woman has never had an orgasm. Wow. So much <laughs> I was 16, like. <laughs> right. I mean, I've been having orgasms for a while. They're yeah. pretty great, Mrs. Yeah. Hale. I yeah. know you haven't had any yet, but. Right. But she was really conservative. She was really religious and, you know, it was against her religion for her to have sex before marriage. Wow. You know, and that's kind of the education that I was given on sex. And when I started to learn about the science behind it, it all started, I went to go to a porn shop in Reno and all of the, the people that worked at Susie's at the time were certified sexologists mm. from California. So Sounds important. It was like, it was like, the, <laughs> you know how like they Apple-ified every industry? Yeah. It was like that, but oh. for sex toys. Yeah, so you, with like a geek, the Geek Squad and all Yes. So you would like pick up a lube and they'd be like, actually the blah, 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 and that will stimulate your blood vessels. And you're right. like, oh. <laughs> Interesting. I'll take two. <laughs> but then I started to learn all this stuff about sex where, uh, because we're not educated as women on our bodies. Right. I was having sex wrong a lot. And mm. when I say wrong, I mean I was having sex just to make the man enjoy it mm. or to make my partner enjoy it. You well, know, all the fillers like, no, that's right, that's right. No, <laughs> and I had to learn that you don't have to not enjoy it. Like, right. and they don't really tell us that. They don't really teach you a lot about female anatomy. Like, I I literally have a joke where I say they tell us two things as women in sex ed. They say um, sometimes it bleeds, so plug it up. Yeah, and uh, if you jizz in it, you'll get pregnant. Those are the uh, two yeah. things they tell yeah. us. And yeah. then they give us a test and they're like, you passed. Yeah. And it's not an education because here's how I know it's not an education. 25% of women have never had an orgasm during intercourse. Damn. Or actually it's the reverse. 75% of women haven't. 25% of women have. Damn. Yeah. That's the statistics. It's, it's insane to me because women are indoctrinated into faking and pleasing men, you know, this yeah. whole thing. Yeah, don't do the faking. Just no. To be real. I want to know. Like, if we're having sex and I don't please you, I want to ask, hey, baby, did you, uh, you know, fellas, hey, baby, you, uh, you good over there? You all right? My husband takes it personally. <laughs> hey, baby, my, did you, uh, you, uh, my you husband will have like a, he has like a, like he has to go to the fucking, he has to go to the locker room with the yeah. coach after a bad game, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it doesn't go right, well. Right, right, right. Like he, he gets very, he takes it personally in it, yeah, you know. Yeah, we do. We're sensitive, bro. It bothers, it's, it's a testosterone manly it's thing. It's a if human we feel like we thing. Can't please, right? It's a human thing. You should yeah. care if your partner's not enjoying themselves For sexually. Sure. Don't criminalize their inability to orgasm females. Right. We do that the most to men. Right. You know, that's worse. But at the same time, like... Y'all do. Because y'all are mean when y'all don't... When yeah. we don't get to please you. We want to please you. Well, it's not even that. It's the women who, like, if you can't come, they make it about them. And they're like, you yeah. don't think I'm beautiful. Right. You don't think I'm What's sexy. wrong with you? I don't know, man. What's wrong yeah. with you? You're like, I don't know. I had dairy twice right. today. Yeah, right, right. I'm holding in a fart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same for us. So, I, you know, I just think that we don't talk as openly as we could about it. Yeah. And... Uh, to be frank, I just have had too many crazy sex stories to keep quiet about it. Yeah. I just have had too many. Oh. My poor grandparents, they come to my stand-up shows. My grandpa just crosses his <laughs> arms. He's proud, but he's angry. Right, right, right. <laughs> have, there, have there been any moments where you were, were intimate and were like, you know what? Like, no, I didn't get mine. Because I know that's a women that now like, we need to finish. Let's go back about? to the gym. I literally just told you the statistics on that, Charlie. Well, you said 75%. <laughs> but I'm going to say, what's the, what's, the, what's the way to communicate like, I didn't finish. I need to. Well, what do you what do you need to <laughs> What you're what you're talking about is something that all humans need to get really good about doing, yes. which is being direct. Right. I I am talking to one of my friends who is recently divorced about this. Mm. Like there is nothing sexier than someone being direct. So you think you're being sly and cute, but what you're really doing is being insecure. Mm. Whereas I've had a 100% success rate 
in getting an answer or getting a positive answer by just saying to someone, I find you really attractive. I'd love to buy you a drink if that's okay. Mm. Two very simple sentences. Right. Uh, people love hearing that. Nobody yeah. is upset. I did, that didn't happen. Most a lot of women are as direct. And I appreciate the directness. Yeah. But if a woman's confident and secure, yeah. it can come up. I'm all for it. I think that's same thing, sexy, actually. Same thing. You know, I'm bi, so I expect the same out of women. Say that one more time. I'm bi. Okay. And, okay. I, <laughs> and I expect that out of women and men. You know, yeah. I, 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 am, I saw this couple's therapy TikTok and mm. um, a very valid source for mental health care. And, mm. uh, but it really hit me because what they talked about was that uh, the death to a sex life is your partner thinking you're a project. Mm. And so if, if your partner thinks they have like less self, you have less self-worth than them, it's going to be like lights out, you know? Right, 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 right. No, I definitely think the, the communication has got to be there. But I think before you have sex with anyone, you should feel safe and comfortable enough to be able to talk to them about your experience, right? Oh, should you, or Charlie? Or what the fuck are you doing? Oh, should you? Yeah, or Charlie's what the fuck are you doing? just had really normal sex all the time. I mean, you should. I You've mean, never it, been at a party and been like, well, I'm cold and you have the only blanket. Mm, that's smooth. <laughs> that's smooth. That's smooth. <laughs> No, nah, but but you know I've been I've, I've I've been married for for year for fifteen years, so it's been you know when you're in a relationship long term, yeah. you lose out a lot of those random you know. Yeah, I, I went kind of I went hard before I got married. I've been uh, married for about a I've been married for three years, nice. but we've been together for almost a decade. Okay, cool. And uh, but when I was young, here's what it was: is I was a really awkward fat kid. Mm. I was really awkward and fat. I had a lot of questions about my sexuality and my gender that nobody could answer for me, right. and I struggled to fit in. Mm. I was really smart and I wanted to do weird things like choreograph Broadway shows with my Barbie dolls, but yeah. I would get mad if my friends didn't remember the choreography. You know, yeah. They like yeah. wanted to play jazz and I was like, no, it's five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah. You know, like <laughs> all of this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I once I quote unquote got hot yeah. when I came into my looks, yeah. it was um you know that? There's like that Netflix show. I never watched it. But I, I truthfully, all the guys that bullied me or played horrible pranks on me, you know, making me think they like, I, I was like the girl that like guys would dare their friends to ask me out mm. as like a prank. Mm. Like that's who I was in middle school. Mm. And then so. That would fuck with your fucking oh, yeah. confidence, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Shout out to bulimia. Um, <laughs> so then, you know, junior year of high school comes around and all of a sudden I look different. I start, you know, putting effort into my appearance. And I had lost a bunch of weight mm. thanks to my eating disorder over the summer. And I came back and it was a totally different ball game. Mm. And all of a sudden I was getting all this attention from people who wouldn't look at me before. Right. And I spent a lot of time like flirting and ghosting and just like getting my little petty little revenges. Right. Right. But then once I got really confident and I was like really enjoying dating and flirting and all that stuff, it just was fun to me, to be frank. I just really like getting to know people. I, I'm i a human, so I enjoy sex. And yeah. so oh, yeah. I went wild, you know? I went yeah. wild, and it was fun while it lasted, and now I go wild with my husband. Nah, there it is. <laughs> That's the transition. That's how you're going to yeah. do it. Shout out to the hubby, man. Well, and the great thing about going wild with your husband is now you can be like, because you've been together for a decade, you can be yeah. like, Wait, I'm not going to come if, if I can't go fart. I got to go fart real quick. Right, you right. Know? I'll be right back. Take your time, baby. We understand. Yeah. Right. You know, so I'm, I, I think about sex a lot, but I just, I think it's because I think about humanity a lot. Yeah. I mean, if, if people could eavesdrop, my best friend and I are born four days apart. Oh, nice. We have been best friends since we were 13. And when we talk about anything, we talk about 
life. And we're talking about humans and how they interact with each other and emotions and psychology. That's what fascinates me. And I think sexuality is the most fascinating thing to me because it's the thing that everybody wants to embrace the most, right. but it's the thing that everyone's afraid to yeah, embrace the most. Yeah, it's still an awkward subject for a lot of folks. Yeah, you know? they don't really know how to talk about it. And people don't know how to talk about sex openly without them feeling like it's two people about to have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, like people will hear me talking about sex in a room with male comics and they'll think of it as flirting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, we're literally just talking. Like right. all of us have, it's like, it'd be like if we all played baseball, you know, right. we'd probably talk about baseball. Right. And if you're comfortable with yourself, everybody has sex, you know, and after my set, shit's bound to come up. You know, right. people have questions. Oh yeah. They want to know. <laughs> yeah. And all the show, so what you was talking about on stage about, uh, <laughs> Like, Especially dudes, like they're like, really? Chicks don't like that? Right. <laughs> and you're like, no, they don't. Right, like, right. And I tell a lot of stories, so it's not just sex, but that's, but truthfully, here's the thing is I've accepted that that's what people see. Yeah. I could tell a million stories about my nieces. I could talk about my husband. I can tell, you know, all kinds of stories, but people will he only hear the stuff about sex because yeah. I'm a woman. You know, yeah. this is, this is the full circle thing. It comes back, you know, people still see me as one thing and one thing only, which is yeah. a woman. Yeah. First and foremost, you know, I still have people coming, like bringing me up on stage being like the next comedians for the girls as yeah. if a man could never think right. I was funny. Right. Guess what guys? <laughs> we got a woman in the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Let's it, it's part of the reason I don't like to do all female comedy shows. If I can avoid it, uh. I'll do them every once in a while, but I find it so patronizing yeah. and I think it's damaging to, mm. uh, how we as women are seen in comedy. Yeah. We're not a novelty. Yeah. Just because there's less of us doesn't mean we're a novelty. Right. Because as far as I know, and I've seen a lot of women rip, I know women who rip, right. you know, they fuck up stages. Who are some of your favorite female? <sighs> I mean, Janae Burris. Oh, yeah. There's... Uh, I mean, I literally, I'm just going to list a bunch of Denver comics probably is what's nice, going to happen. Nice, but nice. like Rachel Wilson, obviously I okay. love Rachel. Anyone who knows me knows I love Wolfie. Yep. Uh, I love, um, Katie Bowman in Denver is so okay, funny. She's so funny. Uh, Miriam, I don't know Miriam's last name. Somebody yeah. will find her. She's in Denver. Yeah, Every yeah. time I see her go up, I've never spoken to her, but I think she's so funny. Nice. They're Olivia from Denver. Uh, Britt Boyd. Denver's got a little scene up there. Haven't been to yeah, Denver yet. Yeah. Britt Boyd's non-binary, but they're, they're fantastic. Nice. Uh, they, I'm partial to Denver as, nice. as comedy goes, but then like here in Vegas, Liz Stone, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. there's, there's women who rip, who yeah. absolutely rip. And it, it's patronizing to me because a bunch of dudes can go up and be fucking mediocre and six women can rip. Yeah. And it'll be like, well, there's all these dude comics who are good enough, but there's all these women who are killing, you know? Right. right and right. I just think that we have to work harder. We have to work harder to impress. People expect more out of us. Yeah. And especially audiences. Audiences see female comics get on yeah. stage and they're like, like right. this, right. you know. But once you get them, girl, you, you got, got them. them. Yeah. yeah. And you, uh, we've seen you get them and, and, and kill them every time. So That's it's very been, it's nice. I, yeah. I try. I, you know, I have a good time. I'm very fortunate. I love this fucking life. Yeah. I love being able to talk about everything human because like I said, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. So I want to talk about yeah. it all before right. I go to the next plane of existence. Yeah. You know? That's why we have podcasts, baby girl. Uh, I love, I, <laughs> listen, podcasting is where it's at for me. It's, I'm, I'm going to launch a podcast this year. I, yeah. I have like four episodes already recorded. Nice, nice. I'm going to record an album this year. Oh, like shit. There we go. We're doing shit this year. Hell it's going to yeah. be we doing a shit new this phase. Year. Yes, yes, most definitely. <laughs> so what, what, 
what what I was just about to ask, like, what kind of things do you want to do going forward? You've obviously proven yourself on stage. Do you want to go back to theater? Do you want to go on to I on would camera? Go, listen, just, I would go back to theater. Yeah. I would go on camera as well, but I would like to do. I would only like to do like human things, like a talk show type, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. a cooking show, things yeah, like that. I could totally see you doing. That. But truthfully, I just want to work. 38 weeks a year and pay my bills. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want 38 weekends a year on the book every <laughs> year. I want sold out rooms for those 38 weekends a year. Yeah. I want to live comfortably and I want to be able to tell jokes to people who I enjoy being around and we vibe with, you know? Nice. And so that's why I'm recording an album. I'm going to put myself out there finally. I'm going nice. to see what I can do. You know what you want to call it yet? I do, but I'm not going to say Okay. Anything. All right. We got to wait on that. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. You a couple of questions before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite food, favorite dream car, and your celebrity crush. Okay. Favorite food, favorite dream car, and celebrity crush. And I just want to say to anyone who's like, wow, this was the worst one. It's the most boring one. It was way too serious. I want you to know I feel that way too. I'm very insecure, so don't at me. Mm. But my favorite food. Yeah. I, I love to pretend like it's anything but Taco Bell. <laughs> But it's Taco Bell. Wow. And you know how I know it's Taco Bell? It's because I've eaten Taco Bell almost every day this week and didn't realize till wow. today. Like I just didn't realize that I had eaten it. And yeah. I was eating it at lunch today and I was like, why is this not as satisfying as it normally is? And my so office mate was like, he goes, you've eaten this like every day. Yeah. That's why it's not as satisfying. And as dream this. car. You get your first big check. Netflix signs you. What dealership are you going to and where are you going to go buy? I uh, see all my, all my inner Joslins from different phases of my life are popping up and then like Subaru WRX, yeah. a truck, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but honestly at this point I would probably just buy a really good economy vehicle that I, cause I, like I, a Toyota. I have a Toyota Corolla. Okay, okay. I have put 170,000 nice. miles on it in four nice. years. Nice. So I need vehicles that can, you know, take me on the road. Nice. Very practical. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to your husband. I'm sure yeah. My dream like, car yeah, is a Corolla. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's at the house like, yeah, we'll get the fucking Highlander, fucking kill us. <laughs> get this RAV4, you keep up the good work. And All right, celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. See, that's like, it's hard because it always it ebbs and flows. But like right now, it's like a five-way tie. Ooh, five-way. Yeah, between uh, the Tiny Meat Gang. Okay, Tiny Meat. They're two guys, but they do a podcast and they also do like parody rap okay. songs. Um, they're just fucking hilarious and they're attractive, you know, yeah. um, I would absolutely obliterate that. If like they were standing next to me, we would look like a freak show where it'd be like the woman and her boys. Okay. No, they're great. Um, uh, I think they're obviously incredibly attractive, but okay. the rock. Okay. The rock. Yeah. Brie Larson. Okay. Captain Marvel is. Okay. Okay. Guys, guys, guys. Um, Megan the stallion. Hmm. Give it to me. Whew. That woman can make me come with her clothes That's on. That's a grown woman right That's, there. That yeah. is a grown woman. <laughs> that is a grown woman who, at, who thugs say is too mean when she's drunk. <laughs> so just know right. that. Right. Men who carry a gun right. say this woman is too, too mean. Too much. She's too much. She's yeah. too mean right. when she's drunk. Right. I respect her more than anything and I fear her and I'm right. horny for her. Right. Um, which is exactly the right combination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm and I'm scared. I, yet, bitch. Uh, I love Megan The Stallion. <laughs> I love Doja Cat. Oh yeah, Doja's bad. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's probably like my top five right okay, now. Man, sounds like a good time. You just throw all yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got comedians. I got mostly comedians <laughs> and rappers. Yeah, right. That's a good part. That's a good part. All right, dope. Well, Jocelyn, it's been a pleasure. 
uh, getting to know you a little bit more. I know we've worked together, but we haven't had a chance to really sit down. So I'm glad we got. Yeah, to. I mean, I, I'd like to warn people. You know, <laughs> off my off stage, I'm I can be quite the heavy chat because I'm I'm but, willing to you know be vulnerable. But I like it though. It's good. We learn some new things. Appreciate we it. You know, we're gonna I'm die. We're insecure. gonna die. I feel at some exposed. Point, I feel die. exposed. Not just because my breasts are out, but because but, I was so. So vulnerable. <laughs> but we appreciate that. We appreciate that. That's what we love here at Laugh at the Dark. So please tell the people where they can follow you. If there's any uh, anything coming up, obviously you guys, a podcast is on the way, which you're not dropping just yet, but let the people know where they can follow you so they can stay tuned to that. Yeah, if you go to jocelynsharp.com or wizardofjaws.com, um, you can follow me on my socials there. But really, I'm mostly on TikTok at Wizard of Jaws. That's Wizard of J-O-Z. It's like Wizard of Oz, but with a yeah. J, because my name's Jocelyn, obviously. Nice. There, it's a good username when you have to explain it. Um, that's why I know. It's good nice. branding. Nice. <laughs> nice. You, you can also go to wizardofjaws.com. That has links to everything. But I'm on social media every day. I post all the time. Please interact with me. Um, but truthfully, this album that I'm going to record is really the culmination of 10 years of work, and it's me betting on myself. So anyone who likes me at all and is willing to bet on me too, I encourage them to please Please follow me. It will mean a lot. It will mean a lot more to me than you think it does because venues and sponsors and labels look at the numbers and that's what they see. And the more people I have willing to bet on me, the more likely they are to bet on me too. And so right. I, I just, you know, any anyone who's willing to follow me, I appreciate it, even if you don't like comedy. Gotcha. I mean, if you don't like comedy, you probably don't follow me. Right. I mean, you could, but. They, they're going to they're gonna follow you. I mean, they're going to follow me for the tips. But <laughs> come on, come on. They're going to stay for the comedy. Hey, there it is. <laughs> hey, cheers. Yo, it's been another dope episode of Do Tell with Laugh After Dark. Jocelyn Sharp in this bitch. I've been your boy, Charlie Wilson TV. I'll see y'all next time, baby. Mm. Did you like that? Come on, man. That was a good-ass episode, man. Look, I don't want you to miss out on the next one. Take a quick minute. Hit the subscribe button down below. That way, you can get a notification. And you don't want to miss out? You don't want to miss out? I'm looking out for you. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the next episode.